This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Top Shelf Sports Talk. You're hanging out in the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan Rochester. All right, as we continue on a victory Monday here in the sports bar, Danger and Battaglia, the Bills get over and get right. Against the Las Vegas Raiders there at the stadium. Covering the team for NewYorkUpstate.com. Always love catching up with Ryan Talbot. A brand new season there in Orchard Park for you and and, and for, for Matt. Ryan, uh, welcome back into the sports bar. And a, a true get-right win for the Buffalo Bills yesterday. How are you today, bud? Hey, I'm doing great. And yeah, you said it. I mean, this was a completely different team in terms of all three phases phases of the game. Yeah, Ryan, uh, let's start off with Josh Allen. Um, was it just as simple as him buckling down yesterday? Um, his decision-making, what a stark uh, difference from week one to week two here. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. And I think Ken Dorsey is really trying to hammer the point home and saying if your first read isn't there, you know, look to the second read, look for those drop-offs if you feel pressure in your face. And we saw James Cook getting involved in the short passing game, even a few passes Stefan Diggs, where I just threw it out to him and let him do the work. Uh, obviously, you have a guy like Deontay Hardy that you can utilize in that area. Tight ends like Kincaid and Knox, and the list goes on. And, you know, you, you saw it. It wasn't his flashiest performance. He didn't throw for 400 yards and five touchdowns or anything like that, but it was efficient. It took a lot of time off the clock. It demoralized that Raiders defense, I felt, in the second half, especially that nine-minute drive to open the third quarter. Uh, that's just as effective sometimes as, as you know, putting up all those gaudy stats that he's done sometimes in his career where you can hold the defense and uh, an opposing team in check, excuse me, and put up 38 points. That's a good day at the, at the office. Ryan, uh, players who had their best day as a Buffalo Bill, I would say Spencer Brown. I would say Terrell Bernard. Uh, I would say Ed Oliver. Uh, I would say James Cook. Who am I forgetting? Greg, uh, you know, Greg Rousseau didn't fill the stat sheet. I think Greg Rousseau's had a, a great eight quarters of football, just like Ed Oliver uh, so far on that defensive line. I've been really impressed there. You mentioned uh, Terrell Bernard. I, I wouldn't say Matt Milano because Matt Milano has been an all-pro type of player, but, man, what another great game on his part. Uh, Kincaid, yeah, I mean, James Cook, you, you name it. There's a lot of guys. But Spencer Brown was the big winner in my eyes. On Sunday, you have Max Crosby across from you all all game long. And, you know, there are some chips and things mixed in here and there from the Bills. But I really felt that Spencer Brown had a great game, held his own. 
Uh, there was one one video of a spin rush or a spin move made by Crosby that kind of sent Brown flying, but it was also a Josh Allen touchdown. So uh, all's well that ends well for the Bills there. But Spencer Brown really should have a lot of confidence going into next week against a good Washington Commanders D-line as well uh, after that performance. We're talking to Ryan Talbot on uh, NewYorkUpstate.com is, uh, you know, we always have to focus on something negative. That's what we do here. I guess most fan bases do. It's not anything that would impact the game. The the idea that uh, you spent a first-round pick in Kyrie Elam and he's not even active. And I, I'm not going to debate that decision. That's what the coaches feel here, Ryan. But I'm just wondering, where where do we go from here? Like, could there is there any value on the trade market for Kyrie Elam at this point? I don't think there is, and I think in, in the Bills' mind, they've been very lucky to avoid any kind of serious injuries the first two weeks of the year. But they know that in the NFL, you're going to have guys that get banged up, and uh, Kyrie Elam right now is, is not active. He's not getting a jersey, but if you were to lose any of your outside corners, he's the next man up in that regard. And uh, In terms of trade value, I, I don't think they trade him just because the depth is so important over the course of a long season, but at the end of the season, I think the Bills do need to kind of evaluate where are they at with him. Is there a chance to get him on the field uh, in a significant role next year? Because it, the writing's on the wall. He, he is well behind, obviously, Tredavious White, uh, Christian Benford, Dane Jackson. It, it, there doesn't seem to be any wiggle room for him to even move up into the top three. So is there a chance for him to move up next year? If not, look, look and see what's out there at least, because you can always draft another uh, corner, bring in some depth that would be uh, cheap at that cornerback four type option that might not get a game day jersey. But it's unfortunate. But at the same time, you, you kind of tip your cap to the Bills in regards to we're playing our best guys. And, and Christian Benford, who was taken several rounds later in that same draft, uh, I feel like he's had a really nice first two games here this season starting off to Trey White. And, and by the way, you know, starting guys that they found later in the draft, guys that you know you, you're able to, you know, that's a pat on the back to the uh, to the scouts and everybody finding undrafted guys or late round guys that can contribute meaningful snaps. One guy that I did want to discuss with you, Ryan, and I, I'm curious. Let me know if my concerns are justified. Has Trey White lost a step? I feel like he's off to a slow start uh, for the Bills. Yeah, I know. I think you're right. It's been a slow start for Trey White. He hasn't looked like his old self out there. And, you know, last year when he came back from the injury, you thought it might take an entire offseason for him to come back to form. I thought he had some moments at training camp where, where he shined a little bit, but it, it has been a, a rough first two games for him in terms of the level that we've seen him play at versus what we've seen so far. Uh, maybe he can shake some of that rust off here in, in the next few weeks, but uh, definitely something that I would be concerned about. I'm not saying the Bills are going to shift gears and, and make it Benford and Dean Jackson or anything like that, but you, you do have to wonder if the age, the injury, uh, everything kind of factors in, and maybe we don't see that same level of play out of Trey White in the future. Uh, you certainly, we'll talk a lot about the Commanders matchup, and I know the Bills won't look ahead. Um, I'm more fascinated two weeks from now, and uh, what we saw from Miami last night, and uh, you know, Ryan, uh, before we talk about the Commanders, can we talk about the next home game? I mean, how do you think the Bills will match up here with the speed of this Dolphins offense that, uh, look, right now you can make the argument that Miami is the best team in the AFC. Yeah, you know, I think the fact that they're going to be predominantly zoned like they usually are is going to help them a little bit in terms of keeping those speedsters uh, limited in terms of the big plays in that regard. But 
you have to worry about the run game. Moster had a nice game against the Patriots as well, breaking off a touchdown run. It, it's just a, a really tough battle. It's different than what you get from a lot of teams on a week-to-week basis because the Dolphins have built up their offense like a track team of sorts. So what's interesting, though, is I sat there and I watched the entire game last night. I only got to see snippets of their first game uh, against the Chargers. It felt like they were dominating that game last night. But you get down to the wire, and the Patriots had a chance to tie the game. They were moving the ball. There were still a lot of mistakes. Uh, as much talent as I think Miami has, they're letting teams stay in the game so far. Obviously, a back and forth with the Chargers in the week one. Uh, this week against, I, I thought, a you know, a, a, it's a better offense than it was a year ago, but there's not a lot of flashy names on that Patriots offense, and they hung around too, so... They're 2-0. and They've looked really good. They've moved the ball. They've put up a lot of points overall this season. I, I still think there's some holes in their game, though, and they're, if, as long as they let teams hang around, Buffalo is going to have a, a good chance of knocking them off here in a few weeks. I'm a big believer in the psychology of momentum, Ryan, and you've got a team next week coming in 2-0, and and the way they won yesterday, I think, is going to play a factor in how they approach the Bills here in Week 3 while they're at home, and, and that's Washington. Give us a little sense of, of what the Bills can expect here. We know that that defensive line is is formidable for Washington. Uh, what do we know about Sam Howell? We know that they have a decent running game, and they have some weapons in, in the passing game as well. Yeah, you know, I've been very impressed with how they've moved the ball with a young quarterback in, in Howell. And uh, tip of the cap to Eric Bieniemy. You know, Bieniemy is someone that probably should have been a head coach or been given more serious consideration for a head coaching job for the past few years. But uh, for whatever reason, I think people kind of looked and said, well, he's under that Andy Reid umbrella. Reid's calling the plays. This offense has moved the ball pretty well. They were they were down against Denver, and all of a sudden they put up 35 points at the end of the day in that matchup. Uh, they win a, a good a close game in Week One. They're moving it efficiently on the ground. They they have some talent at the running back position. Um, they have a one two punch actually that running back position, in my opinion. And then obviously a wide receiver, McLaurin's a really good player. Uh, Jahan Dotson. You name it, they have a lot of talent there. And then you mentioned the defensive line. They've invested a lot draft capital-wise into that D-line. So the, the Bills' offensive line is going to have to come to play again, much like they did this past week uh, against the Raiders. Uh, Ryan Talbot, NewYorkUpstate.com, our guest, uh, Bills and Commanders this week. Two weeks, it's the Bills and the Dolphins. Uh, we know that the legend of the game is going to be Fred Jackson. Um, he Can he sit with us up in the press box, Ryan? I'd be happy to give him my seat in the press box next week. Yeah, I, I think we can give him a seat there. I think you'd probably unlock that owner's suite, too, and get him up there. Thank you. Unfortunate what happened with Takeo Spikes. I felt bad for the guy uh, in, in terms of the, the blocked view that he had and where he was currently sitting for that game. I understand the frustration. I wish he would have maybe asked if there was a different spot he could have gone to, whether it's the press box, somewhere else in general, to get to watch and enjoy the rest of that game. But... Uh, I, I guess putting it out there hopefully will make the Bills a little bit more self-aware of where they're putting the legends uh, of the game as they're bringing them in for these uh, peps talks, you know, pep talks before the game. You got to you got to put them in a better spot than that in game as well. It's a uh, it's been a rough week. I mean, the win maybe cures some of it, but leading up to that win on Sunday, Ryan, can you remember a, a more 
um, punishing week for the Bills in terms of their PR. The black guy that they took, you know, from the Pagula, you know, the lawsuit against the NFL, the Trotter case with the Pagula, you know, allegations to the Steph Diggs, Matty Glab uh, nonsense to, to, you know, the Takeo Spikes obstructed view gate, uh, you know, in yesterday's game. Rough week. Yeah, it felt like a very long week considering the Bills played on Monday Night Football last yeah. week. And so it was, it was a short week, but it felt like a long week. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, what were your thoughts about seeing the big pile of dirt there uh, across the street, Ryan? Well, you, you know, hopefully that gets built sooner rather than later. We have people hopping the fence over there. We have a lot already going on. So the sooner they can get that, that stadium up and going, I think the better. Maybe that'll be good for... Uh, PR purposes, the way that they can build up some of those suites with uh, better views, maybe for the legends of the game. Obviously, we're a few years away, but uh, it, it's always exciting when you can kind of see the progress that, that that's being made. Wait, I, I missed this story. Was that a story? Was that a thing? People were hopping the fence there, the construction site. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You, you, if you do a quick Twitter search, uh, you will be amazed at this story. I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> oh gosh, what is wrong with us? It's not a safe oh, place. <laughs> Let me tell you that that's a that's a story in itself. You you will be amazed when you get to get caught up on that story. Yeah, and now he's got to do it in real time. He wants yeah. to see he wants to see the Bills fans that are actually climbing the fence and, and scaling that to be able to be in the construction site. Uh, Ryan, uh, what what are you and, and Matt working on this week uh, for the Shout Podcast? What can we look forward to here as far as your your um, coverage of the Bills? Yeah, we're gonna have multiple pot podcast this week we're going to wrap up our final thoughts on this week's game tomorrow we're going to have uh, multiple shows dedicated to the commander's game as well and then we'll keep you up to date with all the latest news on nlap.com and syracuse.com thank you ryan i look i sometimes i just said like there's so much going on with this team that it's hard to keep on top of i can't believe you had any faith in humanity at all and you thought that you're actually surprised by this right yeah (laughs) we appreciate the call ryan thanks Thanks for joining us you got it guys it's ryan talbot in new york upstate.com all right so what do you see there all right so this according to uh, nick veronica wivb a man allegedly took lsd and cocaine okay that's full stop like that in addition to alcohol and marijuana, prior to the home That's opener, a jumped a 10-foot fence while naked and fell into the pit at the construction site where the new stadium is being built. <sighs> Gene, like, I told you, before that, you go that is to that. the stadium, lay off the cocaine, to put the LSD aside, keep your damn clothes on, man. Get, I know you like to get wild up there in the press box. You and... You and all the other beat reporters getting getting crazy up there. Yo, let, let's let's scale back the hard drugs and then let's stay out of the construction site. This was at twelve twenty prior to the game. Uh, the man was charged with criminal trespass and was released on an appearance ticket. <sighs> oh, it's been a while since we've had nudity in the Buffalo Bills in the same sentence here. So I'm surprised this hasn't gotten more traction i'm surprised we haven't heard more of oh this story. it will i mean if, me. if the bills were losing this would be the lead story right like yeah not only did they lose but now you got naked bills fan coked up naked bills fan going into the construction site oh, oh. yeah there's another detail about this naked man there it must have been uh, in a porter potty or something like this had something all over him yeah what goes on what goes on 
in Orchard Park. I would think that show the video of this guy nope. that should scare kids don't straight. See, don't want to see Scared straight. Kids, don't do drugs. Don't want to see man. Don't want to see coked out Bills fan naked, covered in feces, climbing a fence, going into a construction site. Don't need to see that. Nope. Well, this guy, whoever, like like that fool who went down on a railing and got fired from his job. Do you remember that story? And then he fell over, whatever, and luckily nobody got hurt underneath. Didn't somebody die falling from a railing? Or am I making that up? Was not that in Buffalo. Okay. No, that, not in Buffalo. But okay. this guy intentionally was doing this, sliding down, then he fell to the lower level. And he That's was just, right. Yeah. Um, well, he was working for some advertising agency in Buffalo. He got fired. Like every time, like, okay, let's see your resume. Great. Let's just do a quick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you think the whatever happened to the the perps that uh, threw the Brady toy on the field? Do we ever fight? I don't follow up on them. No, I don't think we ever found. Are they they, perpetrator? Are they not allowed? Were they discovered and no longer are allowed to go to Bill's games, which would be a shame. What goes on? That that is how you party for a home opener. We're gonna do a mountain of blow. I'm gonna do some LSD. I'm gonna cover myself in excrement. I'm gonna scale the fence of the construction site naked, naked, and I'm gonna yeah. Come on. I love how like Brian was like, well, like what what is this story? Ah, oh, do, do a quick uh, search. Yeah, I'm not talking about it. Good talking, you guys. Quick here. search. <laughs> Just do a quick search, and you'll <laughs> that, be enlightened. That is, that is not uh, Talbot's brand here. The uh, the Takeo Spikes story is, I don't know if it's a story, but it is ridiculous. Embarrassing. You invite these guys to come back to Buffalo, and I'm sure they love being recognized. They love the charge that they get from being on the field. They love all of it. What they don't love is being treated like second-class citizens while they're there. And that's exactly what it does. It sounds like the bills do as a team. Embarrassing. You know, throw them in a, you know, in a suite that has an obstructed view. Give them the key to the owner's suite for the game. Let them hang out with the owner's suite. What are we doing? It's such an easy fix. You come back. You're the you're the guest here. You're the honored guest. Hey, everybody, remember Tequila Spikes? Yay. And it's almost like, okay, you did your thing. Now beat it. Yeah. The, the idea that the Tim Graham reporting that Marv Levy, after he did this, was not invited up to a suite, was not invited up, much less the Bill suite, was just given a ticket to the game. Like, GA, go hang with the peasantry. <laughs> You peasant. He's 91. Yeah. And Marv is such a gentleman. He's not going to push back. And, but, but good on Takeo. Because anybody that says, oh, what are you ungrateful? No. Like, at least let him see the game. That's the first step. It's like, if you've ever been to an event with an obstructed view, there's nothing more annoying. Like, say, Fenway Park. I guess that's really the only place. Like, I went to a game, actually, in the new Giants Stadium, and they said, oh, it has an obstructive view. No, that's no problem. I'll take the ticket. No, it's annoying. My first ever sporting at pro sporting event was obstructed view, Wrigley Field. Cubs, Phillies, and I remember sitting behind a pole (laughs) and not being able to really see what was going on without craning my neck or, or, or scooching over. Couldn't really see everything because you're sitting 
literally behind a pole. So when Takeo Spikes sends out the picture of him sitting in the box and you see this overhang, the second level or third level, whatever it is, that's not a good look. It's a simple fix. Come hang in the owner's suite. What is what is up with Terry? Is he? I mean, I, we don't know enough about him as a person, but is he just like, inc- like so introverted? He doesn't want unless you're in his family, unless you're in his tight inner circle. He doesn't want. He doesn't want to communicate with you. He, he doesn't want to be seen with you. I okay. Is he like Elon Musk? Meaning he's so gifted in some areas, but when it comes to social graces. Like, no, you really can't have them around. Just aliens, completely out of touch, completely out of touch with reality and the day-to-day lives of the common folk. (laughs) Peasantry, you may part the seas so my police escort can get me to my luxury suite. Pronto. So annoying danger. Like, okay, the cop is making us kind of go to the side here. Oh, here come all these SUVs and they all have Penn State gear on them. Uh, Wonder who that might be. Hmm. That's good. Uh, all right, we're going to happy hour uh, next here in the sports bar. Plenty to be happy about on a victory Monday. We'll recap everything from yesterday's win in Orchard Park as the Bills take care of business and now look ahead to the Washington Commanders for their week three matchup. We've got a double header for Monday Night Football tonight. We've got some other news and notes to get to from the NFL. Lots of action from last night's uh, and yesterday's games that we haven't even talked about yet. We've got a round of shots coming up as well. Well, we got some breaking news here too. Breaking news. In the sports bar. Ow! 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 It really hit me. I didn't know it was coming back that far. Saquon Barkley out two to three weeks. Okay, so the ankle. ankle. It's a sprained sprained ankle. ankle. Probably a high ankle if they're saying two to three weeks. Well, it was going to be a tough putt anyways. They're Thursday night football this week in San Francisco. I was expecting to miss at least this week's game. And this is the the knock on Barkley, right? Guy can't stay healthy. Gives it everything out there. And man, what a comeback for the Giants. You love that for the Giants. Tough break. Um, but luckily, nothing too severe that we'll see him back here in a few weeks. All right, happy hour on the way. We'll give you some other news and notes from around the NFL as well. And you can join us on the Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman line, 8664-FAN. The best barbecue in town? That's easy. It's Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub in East Rochester. Award-winning barbecue, lunch, dinner, catering, and must-try weekday specials like Taco Tuesday tomorrow, Wacky Wing Wednesday. Tuesdays, you got Good Smokes, chicken, pork, or beef gorditas for only $3. And Wacky Wing Wednesdays, you Buy one, get one free wings. Good Smokes giant signature wings. Buy one, get one free on all six or 12 wing dining orders. On top of that, Good Smokes super happy hour features. Buy one, get one draft beers and $3 well drinks weekdays from 2 to 6. Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub, 135 West Commercial Street in East Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
Nerd. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.